I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. hear me good morning i can (laughs) how are you so good how are you i'm so excited uh well here we are i'm excited (laughs) too actually it's so fun because i've been using this hour um looking at your chart for tomorrow oh yay how awesome is that (laughs) (laughs) so i'm quite in tune with you right now oh and you know i (laughs) rave about you on this podcast all the time do you yes yes So, so people are going to be excited to actually hear the woman that I've been talking about for a year. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. In fact, you know what we can do reciprocate in because I have a podcast, right? Right? Yes. Occasionally we do what's called astrological interviews. Yes. Yes. I've, I've heard that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we'd love to have you on sometime to promote your things because for you to get messages out right now is incredibly important. <laughs> like for the next like year, year and three months. Wow. I'm it's so a, excited. Yeah. It's a, it's a big year of self-expression. So you really need to show people who you are. <laughs> oh, that just so aligns with, with what I'm passionate about and what I'm excited about and what I'm working on. All right, where are we going today? Well, Sandy, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and um, and what you do? Yes, my name is Sandy Reavy. I am the owner and creator, founder, mystic, alchemist of Intention Beads. Um, I'm an astrologer. I have been studying astrology about 18, 20 years. And just in the last nine years, have I brought it to my career. Wow. Which, you know, one that is passionate and you can identify with this when I'm passionate about something, I am so involved that I turn it into my career because it's best served on a 24 hour (laughs) process in that way. So I don't have what's called a job and a love of, of my hobby. Right. I, I do them all at the same time. Ooh, I love that. Gosh, and that's yeah. and that's so how I feel. I live my life. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I feel. Um, mm-hmm. Is that my passion is what I'm doing because that's what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. Well, it's easy. The interest is there. The drive. Those rabbit holes. When you go down, they're for purpose. Yes. Um, the research. The hiccups. The speed bumps. The the you know, questionings along the way, um, I face them because it's my path. That is, yeah, I face them because it's like, this is what I want to do. How do I get over this around it or come to a different detour um, and and skirt around it? If it were a job or work, then I would have, I wouldn't be doing that in my, in my job. If it wasn't something that I was, I, I saw an end. I saw the the path. I saw the 
the the mountain that I wanted to capture. Right? And, and you know what's unfortunate is I think there are a lot of people who are going to a job that don't feel like working through some of these things or putting in that, that, you know, showing up with their authentic self because they're not invested in it emotionally. And so it's, I wonder how much happier people would be in society if they were all doing something in that way that they truly felt like was their, their life purpose or their, their path. It's true. We, we got, there are so many opportunities in the world and so many, you know, career choices that, you know, whether it's music or artistry where I am, I'm in the art metaphysical world. Um, so in anything, you know, whether it's, you know, logistics, whether it's firefighting, there, there is a job that, that a career path that everyone could have if they could find out what is the core burning piece in their, in their solar plexus in their heart, in their belly, right? In their mind. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I, I, I love me <laughs> because I'm the first one that gets to say that. Um, because of what I've chosen to do my entire life. Mm. I mean, I'm 63 as we speak right now. And my journey has been my journey. I have chosen it. Oh, I love that. And so, so I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask, how did astrology turn your head? How did you go from <laughs> maybe living a path that was just okay to doing what you love? How did that happen? Well, it's interesting because I was already on a path from what my artistry, from what I loved. And I love my story that includes Michael Jordan. And yes, the MJ, Michael Jordan basketball player is who I'm talking about. Because if I can back up just a tad before astrology, do you mind? No, I'd love that. Because this whole alignment of, you know, kind of be you, be happy, be happy, be you, you know, it's, it reverses. I was in radiology. I became um, interested in seventh grade when I broke my arm and I, and I went to the hospital and they x-rayed my arm because it was like bent ways that it oh. wasn't supposed to, right? Doing cartwheel oh in seventh grade. <laughs> and oh, I no. was able to like, oh my God, you can see inside your body. Oh my God, I never knew that. <gasps> Mom, Ooh. that's what I want to do when I grow up. Well, had I, you know, so I studied radiology, boom, in high school, right in, right into college, like right away. And I got into the radiology world. So I've been in the medical world looking inside people to find out their dis-ease, their, their, their uh-ohs, their boo-boos, whatever their injury would be or disease. And I became part of the medical team for the Chicago Bulls basketball team. So I was in the United Center taking care of the players. One night early on, Michael Jordan asked me to make him beads. <laughs> I was not making my own beads. He happened to see me stringing some clay beads for my kids' pancake breakfast that I bought at some cheapo, you know, kids, <laughs> kids magazine that we all probably have ordered from. No way. And asked, Michael Jordan asked me to make him beads. Well, I learned over a period of four months to make Millefiori clay beads using polymer clay. Um, easy for me to figure out. I understood it. 
gave him beads, gave the whole Bulls players beads. Now, what I, I'm going to leave some of this to the imagination. So I'll hold my thought on that, that quick pass that I just had in my head. But I, I quickly changed. I left radiology. Everyone thought I was crazy. And I became a bead maker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was my hobby while I was trying to do my career or my job. And so one day it was like, oh, my God, what, what am I going to do here? I'm at a crossroads. And I changed and I quit. And became, um, I started a business called She Beads and He Beads, and I got quite, quite, um, quite up there in the world. I was, I was, I had 44 employees. I was around the world. I had flagship stores. I was flying, doing personal appearances. It was a thing because I was a handmade product here in the United States as an artist. But again, connect to passion, moving along. So then my daughter who at the time was about 15 years old, bought me a, an astrology reading for a gift. And I could have cared less. Miss Astrology Skeptic. I know, right? <laughs> Which is often the story in astrologers that that's, they, they're like, how can that be true? Let me do some research. And again, down another rabbit hole I went. And it was nine years ago when transiting Uranus, this is an astrology transit that happens to all of us in an 84, within an 84 year period, should we live to be that long sometime in your life. So for instance, everyone that's, that's uh, sun in Taurus over this next seven years will have one of these years hit their sun. And when that did for me nine years ago, I got the aha message to put power into beads. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Literally in the garden, um, planted because I'm a perennial gardener, planting flowers, got knocked over because I thought someone was coming up behind me to tell me to, to say something. And I'm alone in the garden and I fell forward because it frightened me and I stood up. No one was there. And as soon as I stood up, I got the download of wow. put make beads at certain astrological transits that benefit the talisman wearer and you're making what's called a talisman. So I went inside, started writing. And from that moment on, I have, I have now, now I'm only intention beads. So I still make the millifury art beads at certain astrological times that align the energy for the wearer to engage that new thought, that new vibration, that new frequency. So long story longer <laughs> to answer your question. So really um, 18 years ago and then nine years ago is when I turned and 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 only, solely did intention beads. And I always say to anybody, you know, and as an astrologer, I do have clients. I, I talk to people quarterly or monthly or just one-offs, you know, just, just for um, uh, uh, answering a question. But I'm really no, known for my talismans that yeah. I, you know, I, I make and then, you know, provide for people to, you know, hold on to, to believe in something of themselves, whether they're going through that detour, that speed bump, um, or the questioning. We I'm, cur I'm currently wearing two of them. <laughs> Yay, Michaela! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And I've had 
the one on that is my sun sign. I've I've been wearing that since I met Alex in Chicago at the Vibe Up Festival. I haven't taken it off. I mean, aside to shower, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah. I, it is it is on me every day. And um, it, and it for me was about the synchronicity of randomly being in Chicago for something totally unrelated and seeing a sign and showing up there and then just feeling that immense pull that mm-hmm. I was exactly where I was supposed to be. Um, so mine is my reminder that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. And you know, that Sagittarius in you is, is that expansive is like, you know, uh, and not that we're doing a little reading right now, but I guess I just got the message that I'm supposed to say this. <laughs> my little ding. <laughs> right? You have a lot of, you know, you have several planets in Sagittarius. So for you wanting to, to, to go far and big with this optimistic approach is really important for you. However, to be, to accept and to love and to adore the awareness of where you are right now is a big, a big statement for Sagittarius. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I know. All right. I have feet on. I want to run. I'm going, yeah. my, you know, shoes are laced. I'm out of here. But then I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Yeah. And that's definitely always my, my internal conflict is trying to stay in the here and now. Yep. Yep. Um, so, so how, so for people who are listening that are like, what are they, you know, sun signs that, what are they talking about? I've seen stuff like this in, you know, mm. magazines, what is astrology? How does it work? So astrology and what people are probably kin to is those horse sun horoscopes in the magazines or newspapers where it looked, you look up your sun sign, where the sun was, what constellation the sun was when you took your first breath. And, and that has a, a, a couple sentences of what the day's energy is. And that really, it, it's useful. Sometimes it's spot on. Sometimes it's not. That really has an overarching um, writing about the sun sign only. We really have seven traditional planets plus three extras. We have, we have sensitive points in our, we have the nodes, which are sensitive points. We have the rising sign. So when, the, when we take our first breath and we enter this world, there is a picture that is taken, um, let's just say, by the gods, by the universe, um, that blends your energy that you breathed in. And the planets keep moving, but that little stationary moment. That's why it's important to know the, the exact time you were born and the location, because we need to know longitude and latitude. Where in the earth were you born? And that sets up a horoscope that is static. It stays. And then those planets continue to move. And so some move quickly, like the moon once a month. And then the, the latest planet that was just discovered 100 years ago is Pluto, which takes 250-ish years to go around the chart. So it, it's the astrologer watches these astrological movements in the, in, in the sky, which would be the mundane astrology, which then can talk about the weather. They can talk about earthly functions. Um, 
But when you look at it to a natal chart, that's when you can connect the personalization of what's going on in the world astrologically to you natally, which is then called a natal chart. And so it's watching when one has a Jupiter return, um, uh, when Jupiter comes back around 12 years to hit your Jupiter. So that would be an expansive time for you of new growth, where you get to see new plateaus for you to gather for the next 12 years. So that's a Jupiter return that happens every 12. So that's 12, 24, 36, 48, and any 12s. We watch Saturn moving along the path. Saturn's a 29-year cycle. So we, we go through, astrologers watch what's coming up um, and what's just recently passed to tell the story of where you are in the world and what, what, you know, what are the speed bumps coming up? What are the challenges? And I will remind you, Michaela, right? The challenges we have in our lives, if we don't at least open our arms, open our eyes and say, what do you want? What do you want from me? And how can I compromise for what, what it is I want? Right. Those are growth periods, man. Yeah. Yeah. And in my practice as a psychotherapist, that's where I'm seeing people is when they're, they're at some dis-ease, as you describe, and they um, are looking for guidance. And often people will even ask me as a psychotherapist, well, do you see a therapist, you know? Mm -hmm. And my answer is always yes, but I always seek other you know, methodologies for mm -hmm. my growth and healing, like mm -hmm. astrology, like numerology, mm -hmm. like the tarot, because mm -hmm. I, I think I would be uh, doing myself a disservice if I didn't try to explore all of these other metaphysical realms that I think are, are very elevated states of consciousness where in psychotherapy, sure, we're doing that cognitive behavioral part. We're talking mm -hmm. it out. We're doing that. Mm -hmm. But there's, but I think there's something so grand when you understand what is happening at a universal level to, you know, just as, just as the moon and the women's cycles, or, yes. <laughs> you know, yep. just in that most very basic way, if, if you're missing out on that component, you're not, you're not doing the best you can for yourself when you're going through those times. It's really to understand your cycles, you know, exactly. on, on, right. I mean, we understand them, you know, you know, if we're talking about moon fleas, we understand those cycles, but to watch the moon as it waxes and fulls and wanes and news and how that affects you and how that affects even your moon phase in your chart. Um, you know, you have a crescent moon phase. It's really important for you to stay in, 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 in that cycle of watching that crescent moon when the sun goes down and the crescent moon shows up right before it it sets that's your time to re-engage with your life you know mm. like re-engage with that month right i so, love that yeah um i i i i use astrology for you know there's predictive tools um and you know there's astrology that's faded right and you know there's that the title that it is written right and that we have a set of circumstances that we came in with should we have believed in uh, past life and and you know um, re rebirths that 
that we have in this lifetime a set of bones and skin and, and situation. We, I believe we picked our parents. I believe we have picked our home life. Um, and then we get conditioned, right? Because that's, I believe, you know, whether we have chosen that or that's our parents' um, alignment or their belief systems. But we are here to grow. Yes. We're down here on earth to grow. I yes. And, and this ain't an easy place to grow. Right. Right. It's the only place to grow. It's kind of like clay dirt <laughs> to the garden. You know, <laughs> you know uh, how do we till that? Um, how do we nourish that? What do we, what are, what are our additives? What are our, our attitudes around being the best person that we could possibly be in service to to others. That's what we came down here for. I completely concur. But I, but I can also add to that and say um, in kind of diving into this modality, I have been able to, you know, in working with you and marking things out on the calendar mm -hmm. and things like that, I have been able to um, avoid Mm. making big decisions based mm -hmm. upon what's going on in my chart. And I've been able to plan mm. big decisions based upon what's going on in my natal chart. And for me, I think that, I think that makes it a little bit smoother. And, and even, I mean, some of the things that you've said, Whoa, this is a big transition period. I see this happening. And then for example, I'll use this one. Okay. You, know, you said you have a new thing a brand new thing. It's growing. I see it's coming in this, t it, it's going to start on this time mm -hmm. and then it's going to continue on. And then it's going to have this end date. And like exactly Sandy that week, I signed my book deal. I know you texted me and I was so <laughs> thrilled because you know, there was, it could have been a couple things, right? right? That other thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that other thing, by the way. <laughs> um, but but that's the zodiacal releasing I was reviewing. And I do use some Hellenistic astrology uh, techniques. These are time Lord techniques that were, were built 2000 years ago by, you know, our forefathers or the original um, Hellenistic astrologers. And then were lost. And only in the last 10 to 20 years were they recovered. And so now that there's a few astrologers out here using these time lord techniques, which are annual perfections and the zodiacal releasing. So, yeah, that time period, I could see that something new was starting. Um, be aware of it. So watch what is coming up. What are the opportunities? You know, is there something that you need to pay attention to more or, you know, understand and understand it more clearer than just saying, nope, 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 nope. Right. So watching for opportunities. And, and and I feel like that's exactly what it does is it opens your mind to mm -hmm. be more aware of what's what's potentially shifting and happening for you based upon that planetary stuff. Now, I have a couple thoughts yeah. and there's so many thoughts, actually. But <laughs> but one of them is, you know, sometimes people say, oh, you know, the horoscopes, for example, they're just vague. But really, this is a very complex, almost like a science. It's true. Do you think that it intimidates people and that's why they're afraid of it? Because I've seen I've seen it come. And I mean, real like even just looking at people in my life, like you're a Taurus. Yes, you are. <laughs> you're an Aries. Oh, yep. You're an Aries. Uh, you know, yeah. so there's there's 
obviously evident truth to it. And people joke about it on that level, like, oh, that's your Scorpio coming out, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But but there, but even I think people who in, who are intimidated by it can't deny True. that there is something there. Why, why do you think people are afraid of it? I mean, because it is um, it is a science that's kind of been you know, uh, you know, astronomy and astrologers used to be the same person. And they were cut apart. And so now astronomers and astrologers sit, sit in different rooms. They're not the same person. Astronomers study the movement of the stars, planets, and galaxies. Astrologers study the, 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 relationship to what is moving in the sky to what's happening down here on earth. Wow. Yeah. And so the, it it can be intimidating because of the split that was done hundreds of years ago. And it ends up being this old, you know, cycle of wheel. Um, There becomes a spiritualization versus religion that kind of divided it for a, a while. I think when people, and that's fine if, if someone comes in uh, to get a reading and they don't want anybody else to know about it, right? They're, because it's really to be used for yourself, used for yourself, right? So yeah. when you can use that as one of the tools, I highly agree, use astrology as one of the tools, but you don't have to use it as the only one. It'll, it'll give you um, a, a systems that you can put into place you know, for instance, last year, I had Saturn on my Mars all year. Well, what, is the, what the hell does that mean? Saturn is our limiter. Saturn is our restrictor. But Saturn is our control. It's our, it's our discipline. If we didn't have Saturn, which is the timekeeper, the, you know, Kronos, we wouldn't have a clock. We wouldn't need a time clock. We wouldn't need anything to start and stop, start and stop. And so with Saturn on my Mars, Mars is the planet of go, of, oh. of move forward. <laughs> so I knew last year was going to be my year. So I prepared properly. So I knew that I needed to slow down what I was, what I was going to be doing. Um, and that's hard for me to do. And so at some point I revved back up and, and universe put, took my, injured my knee. I injured my knee and oh, I wow. ended up, you know back down in the chair and for a while in the wheelchair. So I'm now, it's not a deal, but that was part of me. Okay. I'm going to slow down my actions. I'm going to focus very determined, like on what I'm going to do, which is when I really got into the Hellenistic astrology. And now I'm able to push that into my readings, uh, which is profound in the fact that I think people use astrology that maybe the people that don't know, uh, that could be one of their proofs is, you know, to get an astrology reading by a, a vast majority of beautiful astrologers. much too could it help marriages (laughs) oh man it can help you raise children right I I have two clients this afternoon that I'm doing for their children 
Wow. Um, because they're, this woman has two boys and they're, they act completely different. She cannot, she's realizing now she has to, to guide them, to parent them different. Wow. And how beautiful to say, you know, I got a, a Tom and a Charlie and they have two different names and two different personalities. Right. Um, so I think it could help make, like you said, make decisions, plant things in their brand new, brand new 2020 calendars. Right. Right. And there's things, you know, you look at your 2019 calendar and it's all crinkled and written up in and crossed off and, you know, it's been written. That's already Ooh. passed. We've so got powerful. It's 20, been written. Yeah. 2020. We've got a January 2020 calendar with pretty much, unless you went ahead and put in birthdays, you know, for the year. But I give dates that you will be paying attention to in the future to watch good day, challenge day. You know? And I, and I feel like 2020, I, mean, I feel like Y2K had nothing on 2020. <laughs> like the level Bravo. of energy in 2020 is off the charts. Bravo. It is. It's the Saturn Pluto conjunction that we already had January 12th. And so when I talk to you on the next time we talk, that's one of the dates I'm going to ask you because you're personally involved in it. Well, I have to tell you, this is crazy. This is a crazy thing that you, you talked about different um, modalities and things like that. But I have been seeing ones, I mean, so much so that I've been screenshotting my cell phone because every time I look at my phone, it's January 11th at one eleven, <laughs> January 11th at 1111, January 17th at 1111. Yes. I mean, it has been insane what I've had shooting my way. And so, um, but one of the things that you mentioned, you said astronomy and astrology used to be one. And I recently heard, cause I was, you know, during a Christmas holiday, uh -huh. um, I, we went with grandma to something at her church okay. and, um, they, and the things they were saying, you know, I look at things differently. So I'm hearing these stories. the things that they said was it was something about the wise men following the stars. Yes. So then I went yes. all crazy and started researching the wise men and it turns out they yes. were astrologers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was mind blown because I was like, what is the deal with this star? It turns out it was like um, they Jupiter. knew that Jupiter and another yeah. planet were going to be really close at a certain time and that something important was going to happen because they were astrologers. Yes, they knew something. Yeah, they knew a, a new birth of some sort were go was going to occur under that stars. So yeah, it's it's isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's in the Bible. It's wild. I mean, as soon as I because because <laughs> uh, I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense at all. When I was at the church, and then when I started researching, I'm like, no, they had. That's all they did was watch the stars back mm -hmm. then. Yeah, and they were waiting for the moment when they knew that this event was going to happen and they started walking months before he was born it's months. not like they cruised in in a day i mean they knew that was coming in fact they had a plan that they knew they had to cross and i i can't get my my cities correct here but they crossed through an area that was kind of uh dicey let's say tricky to get and they were they were they were per 
pronouncing the birth of something important under these stars. But they knew once they got there, they had to take a different route back, that they couldn't come oh. through that same area wow. where uh, things were would get even a little bit more dicey. So, I mean, they were pre-planned guys, right? They were the wise men. And to hippie it up even more, they brought in frankincense. Yes. <laughs> and golden myrrh. Yes. <laughs> it's like, how much more metaphysical, universal can you get? <laughs> I mean, all of the richness of the earth, you know, for all beneficial gifts, right? And, Unbelievable. and carried them in these beautiful pieces on camels. I mean, come on, not, not too comfortable. Right. But, <laughs> but we're driven again. There's somebody that withdraws right? The, the passion to see this moment. And I believe we all have that moment of birth. What, what, were, what were your planets? Where were they aligned? That's where it might be a frightening when you asked about being like trepidatious or eh, no, thank you. This is not psych. Like this is not seeing a fortune teller, right? It is not seeing a psychic. It's not seeing a medium. Those people do their things. They're the empaths have messages. You know, mediums can talk to the other side. That is true for them. I am not that. I'm right. an astrologer that used divination through your astrology chart. It's unbelievable. But it but it there it is rooted in truth. I mean, I know I'm stumbling over my words because I feel so um affected in a positive way in in looking at astrology and in better understanding the the alignment of the universe when i was born i mean it is mm -hmm. so incredibly powerful and i almost wonder if some people are intimidated by the talk of you know saturn and pluto and the mm -hmm. rising sign and and those sorts of things how do you simplify it for people who are maybe intimidated or overwhelmed or just kind of getting into it well, I think too, you know, because of my astrological makeup, I've got Jupiter, Pluto sitting on my ascendant Leo. Okay. That may not mean anything, but I am very excited. I'm called the optimistic astrologer. I did not title myself that because it sounds a little like tongue in cheek, but because there's astrologers that say to me, how can you be called the optimistic astrologer? Because yeah, there are things that happen in one's chart. Yes, we lose people that are important to us. Yes, we go through bouts of illness or hardship, but it's those moments that may not happen in everyone's life. You know, your makeup literally meaning of your DNA or your astrological chart has that same kind of that initial structure of who you are, just like your DNA, right? And, and how you're here to grow. And yeah, and you do, you do, we do the ancestry.com, like, which has been huge over the last, you know, five years, three years, two years, and which is also that astrological connection of who am I? Not right. even, not, not necessarily, where did I come from? You know, ancestry.com. But who am I and what is my message here? What did I come down here for? Because North Node and South Node can give you a little hints on this. And, you know, being the astrologer, you know, we use uh, data points. We use the birth date, the time, the place, the location. Um, we look to see where the sun was and where the moon is. In relationship, you know, the sun is the ruler of the sky. 
we can't live without the sun, the warmth, the heat, um, and the richness that it provides. We can't live without it. And so when I look at someone's chart or when everyone knows their sun sign, which is maybe why I'm talking about it right now, is to be that sun, what that requires, what that it's, it's also asking you, you own it, be it. Mm. So I do readings to, you know, enrich and still, and maybe if I have to, I'm using my hands right now, shake up, like wake up. My mother-in-law did a reading with you that I had purchased for her for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And she was in a, I would say a not as pleasant transition time or something Mm -hmm. like that. And you did her reading and you had explained to her that she was, that she had been kind of underground Mm-hmm. And that she was just going to be blossom blossoming up. She was just now starting to come into her sun and into her light and kind of all these different things. And then mm-hmm. her and I did a cacao dream ceremony together, like a week after your reading. And what's funny is she couldn't schedule the reading for, you know, for this month for a reason and that month for a reason. And then she finally scheduled it, had the reading and you shared that with her. And then the week after we go to the dream ceremony and the dream ceremony was all about coming out of the ground. Literally, she took us into a cave in the ground. And then we came up through a garden and and flew above the garden in the moonlight. (laughs) And she was so mind blown by that combination of Mm -hmm. what you had kind of shared with her and then what the theme of the dream journey was without Mm -hmm. even knowing. And she was able to go there and kind of grow from that. And that was really special for her. Well, that does give a, you know, not only just an outward, but an inward appeal to, to like, wow, I'm supposed to come out of the cave and soar above. And there's two, there's two different, you know, they don't know me, but yet two different aspects coming at me. Wow. How do I lift? How do I stand up? Right. Yes. It's, it's, it's encouraging. And that's what I like to leave people with. Like, Hey, you're ha- if you're having a Pluto cycle, it's like, you're having a Pluto cycle. You're, you're going to like yourself. I've had two of them uh, on my sun and my moon, which is not typical. Um, but the way I have my placement set up because I must've chosen that, Hmm, scratch my chin. Um, <laughs> so if I chose this, if you chose this, right you can handle that. You have the ability to do that. Yeah. This is the growth period. God, you know, you know, yeah, I was born and then became Catholic because that's my, my conditioning. And I love that tradition of my childhood. Um, so I balance that along with my spirituality. You know, I do believe in a higher being. Do I believe God walked the earth? You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I, I balance that. Yeah. Um, but the whole point is anybody that I talk to, I really want this hour long conversation to instill in them. They have incredible purpose. And sometimes we're at crossroads and that's okay. You are not to make a decision right now. You might have a Neptune on your Mercury and you can't make heads nor tails up which way you should go. Guess what? enjoy it but know you're in it versus you're thinking you're you're in it your whole life no you might have that in your astrological makeup but you don't have that as a transit the entire life 
So use what your energy is coming toward you. Use it because it's available to you. I just love that. I mean, I'm even thinking about, you know, some things that my mom has said to me recently. And it's just like, I wish, you know, I should get her a reading for, she has a birthday coming up in March. I should get her a reading just so that she can feel whatever it is. It's okay. Okay. I, and, and have a little insight to what she can look towards and um, when she should make decisions and when she maybe should hold mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Because that's really what I find is the most powerful thing about what you do and then carrying it forward. I have the mala that was blessed in Bali. Mm-hmm. I'd love for you to talk about that for a minute. Can you tell a little bit yeah. about your trip to Bali and what you guys do there with blessing the beads? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I can talk a lot about that. Um, actually, we run a retreat, um, intentionbeads.com. You can find that on, but we're heading there every April. So we've got our April 20th to the 30th retreat. We're halfway full. I take very small groups because less than 15, because of the intimate connection. I like everyone moving as one group, not small clicks. And we go to Bali to, to see the simpleness of the Balinese life. Um, of course it's an astrology retreat. So we're doing uh, a lot of teachings, um, and then connecting them to each individual natal chart. And so having this kind of intimate group allows people to see the individualism in everyone and why people like that. And she don't like that. She talks too much and she just listens. And, and then we're understanding how we can um, involve that in our daily life, even when we get back home. But in the uh, Balinese way, we make talisman while we're there. Everybody makes several talismans. And they're, of course, the clay millefiori art beads. They get to pick the colors, the patterns. We're making them in sacred space. Of course, a talisman always is an art object, often made in clay, that has sacred powers, made at a certain time. That's astrology. For a definite reason. That's your intention. By a spirited creator. That is either me, if I'm making them for someone, or that is you, the actual maker of the bead. And then once we set our intention, then we have them blessed in ceremony and put as a mala. We string our own malas, the 108 Rudraksha seed beads that are that are grown in Bali by my friend Soma. Uh, who owns Omarudraksha, which is known as Bali Malas here in the United States. And so we have, that's our, actually, it's our closing ceremony. But don't tell anyone um, because we like our surprises in our, our retreats. Um, mm. But it is the, the blessed, not only are you, have you blessed it in ceremony of making it a certain time, but now it's blessed by the Hindu priests in ceremony. And you wear it around your neck. And I like in that whether you whether you do your mantras of 108 mantras using the the malas or like me, I put it around my neck and I say my my intentions just one time and know that it's as if I'm wearing the the necklace of roses that the Kentucky Derby horse is wearing who won. Mm-hmm. So just kind of a, a, a nod that uh, holds around my head that protects my the back of my neck. It's always important to have a mala that has a, 
uh, a doodad or some sort of bead or something to keep it protected from what you can't see from behind. Um, but it hangs, you know, that encloses your, your heart. So this whole Balinese mala making is we do that in little pieces throughout our, our, our 10 days of retreat. So, yeah. And actually what's cool, if you don't mind, I, I often, I offer a 15 minute complimentary astrology reading for anyone that's interested in going to the Bali retreat. I do that for all my retreats. So they can get a little uh, feeling of how I would read a little, little personality check on me. Plus it allows me to see what's up with this possible attendee that um, whether I think it would be a good retreat for her or not. And I'm honest with that. And people can sign up at intentionbeads.com for that. Yes. Yes. Okay. And, and, you know, I, I took just to kind of speak on that a little bit. I had taken, I've not been to Bali with you yet, though it is on my list. And I know that you had mentioned this April is a good time for me. Um, but I, I think it was two years ago, did your, um, one of the intention workshops that you had done, um, which is amazing for anybody listening. It's done by video and, Mm -hmm. um, it's in a group setting Mm -hmm. and that is where I set my intention Mm -hmm. that my words have global wings. Mm. And then you took the talisman to Bali and, and did the ceremony and then sent it back to me. And it, and, and when I, it arrived, just knowing that I had put my intention in mm. that and that it had been treated with such sacred respect, it felt so powerful. I mean, it really does. And I think that's when I originally mentioned that is, you know, wearing the beads daily. It's just a reminder for me of, of the intention. And, mm-hmm. and I love that about it. I mean, you nailed it with that. It's, it's what I'm known for. I have, my astrological makeup is a a very powerful alchemical um i'm born on the very last day of the zodiac year which i'm a march 19th birthday which gives me a 29 degree pisces sun i have a lot of eighth house um metaphysical practice i have um what's I, i have some placements in my chart that are very magical and and it I've been on my path since I was born and I, I, I do remind people that you made the deal before you got here. So you've been (laughs) on your journey from that moment. You said, sure, I'll take that. (laughs) I'm so, I mean, I don't want to die anytime (laughs) soon, but I sure am excited to learn more about those choices that we made. (laughs) Right. It's like, really? I did this. Uh Uh-huh. So where are you going to do? Huh? What are you going to do? What's your, what's your decision here? Right. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And one thing you said earlier about, you know, ancestry and things like that, I was just telling my husband the other day, isn't it interesting that like, you know, you remember your grandparents and your great grandparents and maybe even your great, great grandparents, but do you remember three times removed, Mm -hmm. you know, and that gave me some sadness that how do we create a legacy um, how do we be remembered for our time that we had and what we did here? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it is difficult. Well, it'll be probably easier now with all the writing and the emails and everything that's being saved, you know, data Lee mm. uh, for our future. 
but you know, one reason why I love history, you know, I love that historical alignment that we can go back into the details of history, which, you know, I don't know who I came from. Um, I'm from, you know, Germany and, you know, um, but what am I here to do? And astrology can look at the South node and see what your past life, what in your past, what recent past life are you re redoing? So that North node is the purpose in this life. And they're always opposite. So it's like, we're coming from a default line of the past and we got to go opposite. Well, the default's comfortable, you know, Hey, that, that, that's a comfortable spot, but we got to grow out of that into the exact opposite, which is opposite. It's the other thing that's on the other side. Yeah. Which is so incredibly hopeful. I just recently watched the star Wars, the new star Wars that came out and I got to think, I mean, there is so much underlying astrology in Star Wars and Yoda and all things metaphysical in Star Wars. Do you agree? You know what? I haven't caught this last one. And it's really weird that I'm not a sci-fi uh, uh, watcher. <laughs> you... I've never been really into them yeah. myself, but I just watched the newest one and I was like mind blown at how much, you know, they're they're tapping so much into just talked about today Mm -hmm. it's really wild well i'm gonna take your lead and i'm gonna go and it's it's a it's a woman empowering star wars too which makes it even better (laughs) i i like that and i I like she slays it yeah (laughs) and i just like you know women of empowerment are every single one of us you know i look at my mother sometimes 88 years old and and you know she she was a mom and her role was to raise four children to the best of her ability. And, you know, she did it. She's, she's done a great job and she's here now raising grandchildren. And now she's getting her first great grandchildren, but you know, whatever one's role is, you don't have to be a celebrity or an important person or somebody that stands on stage to have done your purpose in this life. I love that. I love that. That is so true. And it's such a good reminder that we don't, we don't all have to be Duke and Duchess of Sussex. (laughs) No, because look, they Uh, have their issues too. Hmm. Right. To be important and have lived our purpose and then leave a good legacy. I love that. Sandy, thank you so much for coming on today. I mean, I'm just like over the moon that you've been on the, on this podcast today. It's, it's, it's been such a joyful time. And I really think you will inspire so many people by them hearing you speak like I do. Well, I'm like, I feel inspired by you. I'm so thrilled and I'm reciprocating, inviting you on my podcast. I can't wait. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm really excited for my reading tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah, that's tomorrow. I've been sitting with you here as if you're sitting at my desk with me. Yes. Oh, I, that's so amazing. I love it. I love that you can look at that and it's all charted out and it looks cool too. So yeah. I encourage people to go check out your website to see exactly kind of what we've been talking about with the charts and what they look like and yeah. the beautiful, gorgeous, blessed bees as well. Thank you, Michaela. It's been wonderful to have met you and to stay involved in all that you're doing. I'm happy oh. to be part of your, um, your rise. Oh, yeah. thank you, Sandy, yeah. so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. 
This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.